fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Uncharted Media Podcast. This is episode 21. Our podcast is officially adult now, I guess. I guess that's kind of 18. It depends on what, what, whatever else. We're here to talk about movies, not adulthood, because we're not adults anymore. Definitely not. I've never been an adult. We know. No, oh, screw you. <laughs> that's mean. <laughs> Which is why our first topic today is a kid's movie. But before we get to our topics, Josh, how you doing tonight? I'm all right, man. This is a little bit of a rough day, but, you know, nothing a taco can't fix. Man, tacos just fix everything, man. All kinds of tacos. It Does that taco need to be our sponsor for today? Uh, sure. Let's, uh, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll name our sponsor, sponsor later. I'm down with that. All right. So... We're relatively in a good mood. Let's dash those by talking about Will Smith's genie. Oh, boy. It just keeps getting better, don't it? There are very few things in this world that leave me with no words. Um, And uh, that genie is definitely one of them. I I just... I, I don't know... How it this Aladdin trailer that came out during the Grammys of all things, Disney's just going, Hey, let's drop some footage for Dumbo and Aladdin during the Grammys. Cause that's just a weird argument in and of itself. They dropped this new look at Aladdin, which I actually have bigger fish to fry than just Genie, but that's what we're gonna talk for now. Oh man, this trailer clearly was supposed to be a damage control trailer of like so many people have crapped on Genie so far of, oh, gosh, that looks bad. What, why isn't he blue? This, that, and the other thing. Disney's like, no, wait, wait, wait. Um, here. Like, every time Disney releases a new look or a new trailer for this movie, it feels like further damage control of, it's not as bad as it looks. And it makes it look so much worse. This Genie. Yep. <sighs> Will Smith. I like you, man. But, no. Just... No. Yeah, I I'm gonna try and stay over here on my positive horse, but it, it, they're making it really hard because Aladdin is one of my favorite Disney movies, and I swear if they if they put a stinker on this one, I'm mm, it smells on. like a stinker, man. Yeah, but maybe it's just it just needs a bath or something. I don't know. Or a couple, but hey, carpet looked good. It does. I still don't know why Aladdin's clothes are so clean, but that works. Why too. everything in the movie looks so clean? Like I get the capital can look great, but the rest of the city and everything else about this movie oh. looks way too polished. I the one thing that I think I, I I'm pretty positive about right now is definitely Jasmine. I like the look that they're going with for Jasmine. Oh, I love the actress that they got, too. I mean, yeah. That that definitely helps to her case, but... <laughs> yeah, it's the, girl from Pink, it's the uh, girl from Power Rangers, so I'm on board. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Power Rangers was a sleeper hit. Uh, yeah, but Genie, God, oh, dude. It's too... I never thought, I just never thought I'd look at Will Smith and be uncomfortable, and he... Maybe it's because him and Genie form, he's actually kind of like plushy. I guess I don't know. It, it's like, just weird. yeah, Genie. So many things. 
we're taking out all the Robin Williams comparisons because eventually we're going to have that. It makes it, it's an impossible test to follow up. The thing is, the original genie was a likable personality. Like, the animation style, the way they drew him, he was a warm and welcoming presence. This genie's terrifying! Yeah, I... You, you know what? We haven't seen him really in action, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm just going to try to keep explaining away everything until I put myself into a hole and bury myself. This is just sad, but... To me, if the genie was the only problem I had with this most recent trailer, then it's a big problem, a really big problem. But I guess I could live with it. But the fact is, it's not. I have other really big fish to fry. Is it just me, or is Jafar awful in all the trailers so far? I have no comment. (laughs) It's not Jafar. That is not Jafar. This dude yeah. is not imposing. He's not intimidating. I'm not scared of Jafar. I'm more scared of Genie than I am Jafar. <laughs> but are Swingity you Swooty. That's what I got from Genie. Because that's the real question. Jafar is like notoriously. That, that was like the first. Whenever they cast him, that was the first uh, articles that were appearing. Like, why is Jafar so attractive? Like, screw you guys. Like, he's. Uh, yeah. Man. It's Jafar not looking or feeling terrifying or menacing or seeming like a good threat. Genie looking like he does. And a lot of the CGI in this trailer, I'm not normally one to go, man, the CGI looks bad on that. Unless it's that one scene from Justice League. Well, a lot of the scenes from Justice League, but that one with Aquaman in particular. Normally, I'm not one to point out bad CGI. The CGI in this looks terrible, which makes me really, really nervous because a lot of this is like, heavy CGI and fanciful elements and your big climax is Aladdin facing off against a gigantic cobra. I'm really worried about those special effects too. Yeah, I... I'm really nervous now. I know, but I mean, at this point, it's going to happen regardless. So it's not like they're going to pull the movie. It's like an execution. Let's just get this over with. (laughs) The best possibility is that it's okay. (laughs) At this point, Disney's probably just going, let's just get this crap over with. And Lion King is doing the exact opposite. Everyone seems to be enjoying that. Let's just move on to Lion King, please. Oh, man. Like, wow. So wow. Let's it, let's try to move on to something maybe positive. I it's, think it's positive. I don't think you did, but the the new child's play trailer dropped this past week. I'm not opposed to it. I've this trailer it's nothing for me. However, because of course there's a however, however with me. Um this trailer I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I'm not emotionally attached to Chucky. However, what I have heard about this, if I was a Chucky fan, would piss me right the crap off. Yeah. In established Chucky lore, uh, the Child's Play lore, Chucky is a doll that is possessed by the spirit of a serial killer, right? Yeah. No, that's not canon anymore for this new one. Yeah, 
I heard about that. He's so actually, just I had a, a conversation robot. with some. I had a conversation with my boss actually yesterday regarding this trailer, and I'm okay with them not using voodoo. And she was like, "No, that's that was my favorite part, like about the uh, the little fanciful elements of it." It's like a little bit. And she went on to like talk about it was because then you just have an AI that goes crazy, and then Chucky just becomes every other movie sci-fi movie you're not wrong it's every horror icon has something that makes them stand out and some some part of their story that you kind of have to keep whether that's um chucky being a possessed serial killer like the spirit serial killer spirit there there's the words michael myers being siblings with laurie uh jason and his messed up continuity all that is always in constant state of flux. So I, I don't know how I feel. I'm not attached enough to Child's Play to care either way. I think any horror movie can be retconned and always does. Thus is the nature of horror. For me, this trailer didn't do anything for me, positively or negatively. It just kind of, primarily because it didn't show much. It really didn't. Yeah. It did uh, tr- more than anything. Yeah, they... Which could make you nervous, but at the same plot time, like that's your that's your home run, man. Is Chucky like so? Maybe he'll definitely hold off on that as long as possible, as long as it's a good version of Chucky. I will be curious to see, and I haven't been following it closely enough. Is whether or not they bring back um, Brad Dorf to voice him? Yes, and then how like the reason, like why the reasoning that because you you could. That's the other thing, though, is if it's an AI, there's a lot of really fun things you can do with that. Yeah, just recreate Halo Joel Hosman in AI. Yeah, exactly. Which is probably more terrifying than Chucky. Yeah, just a little. The fact that an AI goes on a killing spree and picks that personality, it's like out of all these, you know, actual serial killers, I'm going to go with this guy. Yeah. I don't know. It's Jaws play, so I don't care either way, really. Um, if trailers win me over, I might see it. I like Audrey Plaza, although it's kind of weird seeing her play a mother. Yeah, because she doesn't feel that old. I mean, she probably is, but she's just baby-faced enough that I'm just like, how old are you now? I mean, I still imagine her as my, my, my girl, but, you know. Parks and Rec? Bro, I just, I, I really want to marry Audrey. That's, that's that's really what it comes down to. Okay, then. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> that's a thing that's on the record now. Yeah, that is a thing that's on the record now. Do you want to segue us into the trench now to off, off weird that? Well, I after that's being, you know, as awkward as it was, I kind of want to dive into the trench. How about that? Okay. (laughs) Oh, man. So Aquaman was, in my opinion, fantastic. Oh, mine Um, too. Absolutely. And apparently people agree with us for once because it made over a billion dollars. Yep. It's definitely pretty good. Uh, However, apparently people are – the studios decided to do a spinoff based on the trench. And a sequel. We're getting an Aquaman 2 and a sequel. And a spinoff, so don't think this is replacing a sequel. Okay, good. That was the one thing that I was worried about was that they were just going to be like, nope, no sequels. Because 
right now, let's be honest here. WWB is uh, pretty bad about like about doing st- sequels. Old WB is, is okay. True. Yeah, the bad about doing sequels. Old WB, newer WB is starting to get somewhat of a reputation. They're building it back up. But yeah, we're getting an Aquaman two, but we're also getting a spinoff off of the trench, like the terrifying monsters that live in the deep of the ocean. They're getting their own spinoff, yeah. which really makes me curious. I my concern is okay. So <laughs> why do you gonna have somebody go go in and explore? Do you do you, like what's what are you gonna what's the story there? I guess is my question. Yeah, I'm more just like who's. What characters will you have as, like, your heroes? Because, obviously, the, you don't really have Aquaman for this. Probably not. Um, what if this is where they introduce Aqualad? Eh, I don't know. Because, I don't know. Could, and maybe not call him Aqualad, but... Hearing give him a, a trench uh, movie. Cal- Calder? Yeah, Calder. I think... Hearing a trench movie, though, I just picture it's the creatures from the trench more than anything else. But they're mainly antagonists, and they don't really have personality. It's like yeah, making a movie. So mm, that's, I would, in my mind, you'd, you'd almost have to have characters that need to go get something from the trench, and then they face all of these these monsters and have to figure out the world that is the trench in order to get where they need to go. It crosses again, over with just, Avatar sequels. Yeah, exactly. But no, again, that's just like the like the last third of of the of Aquaman. So I don't know. Do you, well, I wouldn't be surprised if there's an Aquaman cameo, depending on when this is. I've heard some people suggest that maybe this will be like the origin of the trench and the origin of the species that live down there. That I'd be curious about. That would be interesting, actually. Yeah, and maybe have King Atlan. Actually, have people like watch all of these because they're all Atlanteans at the at their core. So watch these Atlanteans basically slowly de- descend into madness. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be like it'd be um, the um, the pirates on Davy Jones's ship in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, except underwater and over longer periods of time. Yeah, basically. So I'm curious, and yeah, James Wan has more or less, he hasn't confirmed nor denied it, but he has said how much he enjoyed the trench, so he isn't, he's, he's kind of implying that there might be some movement, and this may be legit news. But we don't okay dabble in legit news here. We dabble in rumors and speculation, as there's rumors <laughs> and speculation about Batman, as yeah. you can kind of guess. I so I I've looked up and have seen all the rumors and apparently the short list is your boy Ben Barnes which is one you called and if he ends up getting cast man that would be awesome but then the other one's Robert Pattinson which how where are you siding on the fence I have some thoughts about this I so Robert has some incredible acting ability. Like if Twilight's all you've seen of him, then yeah, the, the, the that's not that's not your Batman. But I've seen some of his other stuff, and that the guy can act. The guy can definitely act. 
Um, but my biggest thing is, especially if we're going to go with this younger Batman, don't you aren't isn't Batman supposed to be like a billionaire playboy? And in my mind, and again, then I'm a guy, so I don't know these kinds of things. But when we when you think, you know, the one of the most attractive young males in Hollywood is Robert Robert Pattinson, really one of the names that comes up. Yes, actually. Really? Okay. But well, you are fine. a dude, so you're probably thinking of it from a different perspective. Yeah. But, I mean, that's fine. I mean, if that's what they want to do, go for it, dude. He actually has played more movie. or less that kind of character before. I think it was a movie called Cosmopolitan. There's one where he was more like a sophisticated high roller, that Bruce Wayne type. I'm with yeah. you. I think he's super talented. And if you only know him for Twilight, then you are missing out on a lot of stuff that he's done. I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily hate it if Robert Pattinson was cast as Batman. I think there's better options out there, but I wouldn't be surprised or think it's the end of the world if he was cast. He I think yeah. he's similar to Zach Efron of he will forever be typecast as a certain role and they'll always try and get out of that window. And some of us have seen that they've moved past it, but there'll always be that contingent of people that see them for uh, previous for lack of a better term, tween movie, and they yeah. only ever see them for that. I think Robert Pattinson could be a good Batman. He is a very good actor. However, I don't think it's him. I don't think it's Ben Barnes either, though. I think Ben Barnes... Really? Is, uh, he's a name that I would like to see a lot. I honestly think it's not going to be a name we're familiar with. I really, I really believe that. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you know, it'd be really funny... Is now that uh, Daniel Radcliffe? Punisher? No, now that Punisher is uh, is it's gonna be canceled. Like, they, they, oh, yeah. there's no doubt. Um, so he'll definitely be you know looking for another job. Then, uh, so why not have him as a He's make him old. a villain? Make him a villain. For oh, okay, DC. villain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm thinking maybe Two Face. I'm thinking maybe. Um, Hush. or yeah, that was where I was gonna go. Um, a, a Thomas Elliot that he would be a perfect Thomas Elliot. Are you kidding me? Oh, that'd no, be great. I've heard one, but then again, this is back in the Ben Affleck days of Matt Damon as Hush. Oh, well, yeah, but that's like just that's just because they want that people want to play off of the whole Ben Matt Affleck Damon. Matt Damon thing, so um. Yeah, I think it's going to be an unknown, and I don't know. It, uh, what if they do the ultimate Vince Russo swerve, and it's Henry Cavill is cast as the new Bruce Wayne? I I would hate everything, like legitimately. Be like, oh, we just we just switched up our timelines, but I wouldn't put it past WB at this point. Yeah, so the rumors are ongoing with Batman. We'll kind of see in the coming weeks what what becomes of it. I don't well, because summer's coming up, right? So we have San Diego Comic Con coming up, dude. It's February. We're still so long ways off. <laughs> so summer's coming up. <laughs> How cold is it there? I mean, it it's been fluctuating between seventy and thirty. Wow. Yeah, some day. Yeah, it's Texas, man. Some days it's it's really hot, and some days it's uh, you want to wear four jackets. Well, you know who wears four jackets? 
hobbits. I hate you. That was too perfect of a segue. We bring up hobbits because we are getting a Tolkien biopic with Nicholas Holt, apparently my doppelganger, um, playing J.R.R. Tolkien. Now, we got a trailer for it, and we really don't get that much. And honestly, if you didn't have Tolkien at the end as your title, you probably couldn't tell people that it was a Lord of the Rings, the author of Lord of the Rings, a movie about him. It's very, very vague, but there's enough there for diehard Lord of the Rings fans to kind of go, oh, I might be curious about this. I guess. I mean... I'm down. Uh, to me, this seems like a doorway to go talk about C.S. Lewis. For anybody, I was I actually just going to bring this up. Do you think C.S. Lewis will be in it? <sighs> See, I think he'll be in it. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Surprise cameo by C.S. Lewis. But yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I just, I don't know. I, C.S. Lewis was a big part of Tolkien's life, so I wouldn't be surprised if he is in the film. I, to me, I don't know that much about Tolkien's life when he was alive. I would be very curious to see his life. It doesn't seem like they're going to be focusing a lot on the Lord of the Rings part of it and more just the war aspect, his personal life, which could be interesting. I, I'd be fascinated to hear about him. I've actually visited his gravestone and where he's buried in England when I was visiting relatives like 13 years ago, which was super cool. Yeah, I... He's one of those, like, I don't know if he... I don't know much about him, personally. So I don't know if there's much to do a interesting biopic about. You know what I mean? Like, maybe just keep it as a book. Yeah, I don't really know that much either. That's why I would be curious about it. Um, I'm still waiting on a good um, Walt Disney biopic. Saving Mr. Banks doesn't count. Um, yeah, well, I mean, if they're going to do that, it would have to be be made by somebody that's not Disney. Yeah, because Disney would really want to sugarcoat it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Maybe Universal and go, hey, yeah, remember oh, that time man. we screwed you over? Oh, man. That'd be hilarious, actually. Right? Speaking of getting screwed over, the Academy is screwing <laughs> some people over. Hardcore. It's the Academy, man. What'd you expect? Okay, no, like, I was mad before. But now I'm freaking pissed. So, what's going down is the Academy Awards this year is just a cluster. First of all, you had the Kevin Hart firing situation for some tweets he sent on a long time ago. I really don't blame them, actually, for more or less trying to move, remove themselves from that situation, but how they handled it, both parties, how they handled it really was not the best, and then they're yeah. kind of pouted for a while because no one could take could take the gig, and so they were just like, we don't have a host, and then for a while, they're, they're like, we're going to have a most popular film category, and everyone soundly rejected that. This week in Academy Awards Stupidity, they're going to have certain awards um, announced during commercial breaks, except they're ones that people still care about. It's not like best short documentary or best short film or whatever else. No, some of these are major film icons that are relegated 
for lack of a better term, to the pre-show announced during the commercial breaks. So what is getting bumped to the commercial break for the time being until the Academy goes, oops, we're sorry, we'll put you back on the main card. Best cinematography, best film editing, and best sound editing. Those are three huge aspects of filmmaking. And you're just like, hey, these are going to be during commercial. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I had a great point brought up to me by one of the podcasts that I listened to that isn't ours. um, That essentially every aspect of film is borrowed from something else like theater, like costume design, script writing, except for camera work and editing. Those are strictly creations from the world of film. And the Academy is supposed to be celebrating film, and yet they're relegating the two things, two big aspects of filmmaking that are essentially critical to filmmaking. They're relegating them to commercials. Then they'll be like, oh, yeah, we have edited um, acceptance speeches. So they're cutting out people walking down to the stage to accept their awards, uh, edit down people's acceptance speeches, and kind of just give you the gist of what they said. No! You're kind of just taking away a big part of filmmaking. Like, what yeah. if some kid wants to be a cinematographer or wants to be a film editor and sees, oh, they must not be that important of jobs in Hollywood if they're just on a freaking commercial break, yet we have all the best song nominees, get full song numbers every year. You get five songs, maybe? That's ridiculous. That's such wasted time for stuff that doesn't matter. Hey, Nathan, are you mad? Yes, I'm mad because they're wondering why no one takes them seriously anymore. It's the same thing with baseball. Of they're having a, Baseball's having a hard time getting in younger audiences into baseball games. Baseball's still doing fine financially, but they're having a hard time reaching younger demographics. The Academy is going to have a hard time reaching their demographics because they're chasing away everyone. They're reaching to old farts going... Oh, we think this is what matters. No, they have a stick so far up their own butt that they're just going, this is how it's always been. But these these awards matter. Director, actor, supporting actress, these are what matter. Oh, cinematography, uh, editing, those, those don't matter as much. Yeah. Honestly, you can have everything else, but if you don't have cinematography and editing, you don't have a movie. You can have yeah. no sound editing. It could be a silent film. You still have a movie. You don't have actors. You could still have animation. You still have a movie. But you can't do a movie without cinematography, without editing. Those are huge aspects. Without, they're, oh, It's just frustrating that they're like... <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's just piling more wood onto the fire that I've been burning since we've been having this discussion. That in, in this day and age... Academy Awards don't matter. They they just don't matter because it's at the end of the day, it's just a bunch of dudes that are up in a up in a room somewhere that have no no perspective on what the current reality and the current state of film is. They, they just they just want to pick what they want to pick. That's why we get I mean, movies like Black Panther and Bohemian Rhapsody nominated for Best Picture. Yes. And that, but that's why, like, that's always been why, like, what is it, Teens' Choice Awards and stuff like that? That, like, that stuff matters more to me because that's, that's pe- like people, that's people's actual people's opinion. That's millions of people reaching out and being like, "We love this," 
but as I'll opposed watch rather... to like a group of people being like, "Yeah, this, this is cool. I, we like this." I take the Academy much more seriously than the MTV Music Awards, though. Well, I mean, yes, but you get my point. Yeah, I still, I'm also piling just a tad bit of large resentment towards the Academy for 2014. Yeah, I know. It's, for it, those of you that don't know, 2014, oh the first Lego movie came out, and we all just kind of assumed they were shoo-in to West, win Best Animated Feature, and it wasn't even nominated at all. Yeah, it was... I screamed yeah. in the streets. It's, But that's the point that I think you and I have been making since the Academy, this whole Academy um, Awards debacle started. It, they just have no idea. They don't understand the current state of film at all. Also, this show this year has been cursed because... So, Kevin Hart was supposed to host it. You know who else was offered the job and he was smart enough to say no? The Rock. Oh, yeah, definitely say no. Which, honestly, that could have helped with their ratings. But... Well, yeah, because everything that The Rock touches turns into gold. Usually. Usually. Not everything. Oh man, <sighs> I. But yeah, man. It, at the end of the day, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's not like this decision will be reversed by the time this episode comes out. Oh yeah, but it, at the end of the day, it's not like our opinion actually matters on the Academy Awards because they don't care what the general populace thinks. Yeah, I think this will be the first time in a couple of years that I don't watch. I just I can't. I've had enough of it. Yeah. Normally, I try and make I mean, a concerted effort to watch some. at least some of it, but this year I'm just done. Yeah, I might see try and catch some some highlights maybe uh, for best director or what have you, but whatever. I'm you know, pulling like, for a quiet place for best sound editing. Yeah. Well, good luck on that one. For our last news story, we're going to cover one that just came across the pipeline earlier today. That actually, believe it or not. I'm excited to talk about this. The Frozen 2 trailer just dropped. And, okay, first of all, I hate the first one so much. That being now, said, you, holy crap, that was a good trailer. Absolutely. Now, do you hate the first one simply because of Let It Go, or do you hate it as a movie? I hate it as a movie. Okay. I think it does not send as strong of positive message as people think it does. The I don't. The, it looks gorgeous from an animation standpoint, but I'm not a fan of the story, really. I don't think it's as strong as everyone thinks it is. Fair enough. Okay. I um I enjoyed it. It's not one of my favorites, but yeah, I... Tangled's yeah, way it, better. Oh, <laughs> leagues, but that that's also the songs are better in, in Tangled, in my opinion. However, the characters that are is better, too, here, I think, but whatever. Yeah, oh, yeah, but that is neither, neither here nor there because... Apparently, they decided to take this up a level, um, and I don't know about you, but I I got almost like a superhero, like Marvel style vibe from this. The first time almost, I did, I got that tri- that vibe. The second time I watched it, I got more of a How to Train Your Dragon vibe. Yes, that that was going to be my, more of a fantasy, like almost Lord of the Rings with more magic animated movie style. It's I, It actually got me really pumped. Which, so the first Frozen was definitely more geared towards young girls and female demographic, which is totally fine. 
Um, this one seems to be more trying to appeal towards everyone. Because you got some cool shots with Elsa at the beginning, which I have some theories about that, because of course I do. But then you also have the shot for the boys, obviously, when you see um, Balls. What is his name? The guy with Sven, with the reindeer. Is it Hans? Uh, is it? I can't remember. I, remember. I should know this. I live close to Disney World, but I should know this, but I don't. When he's coming down with that, like, the whole army of moose, of, uh, of reindeer. Of reindeer, yeah. I'm like, that actually pretty epic. Oh, totally. And just, but, like, even, like, the simple things, like, her trying to control, like, learn how to use her powers through the ocean was, I, as, regardless of gender, was very interested because so, now that she's trying to figure out how to control them more, it's, it's just super cool. But then that brings up the question, is she just learning, tr- trying to learn how to control them more, or is she trying to cr- get across the ocean to something? Uh-huh. You're, you're reading my mind. You're reading my mind, man. So, so the, then think... the question is, are we going to have a Tarzan cameo? <laughs> why, why, why you do this to me? I mean, they're connected, so... No, they're not. Get out. No, yes, they are. They are not. Disney shot that down. They're like, that's a great idea. It's not official, but that's a good idea. However, I think you're on the right track. So I didn't even think about this the first time I watched it. I just thought it was a cool scene. Watching it a second time, to me, I think she's in denial about her parents being dead. And she wants to find her parents. And that's why she's trying to get across the ocean with her powers to try and find her parents. You know, it'd be really cool is if she does find out that they're not dead. What if Disney took that that theory that the that you know the ship went down, but they went elsewhere, but took it and ran with it in a different direction? Because I do think a- this story for this one will be the four of them trying to find Anna and Elsa's parents, which could be really interesting. Apparently, they're going to Canada. <laughs> See, so this this is my theory, right? Because. So let's. There's a character that they've kind of flash, and like a quick little scene in in the trailer, of a of a blonde haired girl with controls uh, with wind wind powers. Hmm. So there, there's my, some talk that that might be uh, Elsa's girlfriend, but I I don't know. Which if that I don't really care. Like if that that that's the case, that's fine. But my thought process is, what if and. You can shoot this down. I don't care. Um, what if Anna does have powers and they've just been dormant for some reason? I have said since Frozen 1 that the villain for Frozen 2, if they have a villain, needs to be a fire-based villain. And that way they have something that can more or less go against the whole ice theme and maybe at the end they can learn to make steam and make steam-powered things for their whole town. But there is actually an element of fire in the trailer. You see Elsa and Olaf surrounded by a ring of fire. Not sung by Johnny Cash this time, though. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's like a, the one thing that I'm already on board with, which is something that the first one had uh, going for it, was that the animation is just beautiful. Like, oh, that animation uh, is incredible. When she's stepping on the stones on the beach. Oh, dude. Oh, just when she's putting out the fire. The Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I I did not like the first one at all. 
That being said, this one felt epic. This felt like a really big deal. This felt bigger than a D, uh, than a Disney princess movie. Yeah. I think I attribute that mainly to the music. Whoever made the music for this needs a raise. That was gorgeous music. So then the following question would be, because of the tone that we're feeling so far, do you think there's going to be songs? It's a Disney movie. It's a sequel to Frozen. What do you think? I mean, that's fair, but it's got the same tone and the same feel as How to Train Your Dragon. I, I, I would, would laugh you if, if Disney's taking tips from How to Train Your Dragon. I honestly, but why wouldn't you, dude? Like, they are in, they are in, it's, they're incredible movies. Have we, have you seen them yet? Yeah. Okay, good. Because I remember that we had talked at one point about them and I was trying to explain a point using them and you're like, I've never seen them. So, yeah. Yeah, I had to get ready for the third one. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because it's, oh, they're so good. So, a detail, one last detail for Frozen, uh, too, at least, that not a lot of people I'm seeing are picking up on is in the official poster, you have um, the text, and then you have the snowflake. Everyone's, like, looking at the snowflake. But for me, personally, I'm looking at the text because it's the same font and everything, but the bottom half of it is stone, kind of hinting that the ice is starting to thaw and melt away, possibly revealing springtime. Yeah. So whether that's supposed to be metaphoric of something, of this land is not so frozen anymore, and we even get kind of that in the trailer when they're clearly going to more of like a woodland. It almost reminded me of the woods scene from Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, almost. That kind of red and orange. But yeah, they're going away from a frozen climate, which I'm kind of curious about. Yeah, it, it's... it. I'm... I can't believe that I'm about to say this. I'm excited for the world that Frozen is building. Which is a statement I never thought either one of us would say. But this, in terms of getting me from not caring at all to making me want to see this movie, this has to be one of the absolute better trailers that has come out this year of there's been some good trailers, but they're movies that I was already excited for. You took a movie that I had zero interest in whatsoever and made me excited for it. So well oh, done, absolutely. Disney. Seriously though, like, cause wow, it's so, uh, yeah, I, I think we and I can just sit here and just rave about a trailer that was what, maybe a minute long. Like if that, yeah, it wasn't very long. But, I mean, hey, man, good good on them. Man, if only they could do Star Wars trailers like that. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to feel about that Star Wars 9 trailer. That's got to blow me away at Star Wars Celebration because I like Last Jedi, but that leaves... It doesn't have that, I need to watch the next one, like Endgame or Empire Strikes Back did. Yeah. But if Frozen 2 can be good... It might be up there for best movie sequels of all time, which is what our discussion is today. But before we get to that, Josh, who's our sponsor for this episode? Our sponsor tonight is my go-to in Texas for tacos is Torchy's Tacos, my man. They're available in Texas, in Oklahoma, and Colorado, I believe. Are they in Colorado? So, yeah. Yes, they are. I, I don't know why I got excited about that. I don't live there anymore. 
I know. I was like, what's wrong with you, dude? Um, but no, yeah, they're in Oklahoma, Texas, and Colorado. It's, I mean, if you've ever had Torchy's tacos, you know what I'm talking about, man. I mean, they're not the best tacos ever made because we all know that's clearly Taco Bell. Uh, okay. Uh, you're going to have to come visit me so I can fight you because the best tacos are from the little taco truck on the corner. That I mean, most taco scattered. trucks have the best tacos, but well, sequels. Sequels. By and large, they're crap. But when they're good, oh boy. And thankfully, we have a plethora, and I purposely said it awfully, we have a plethora of fantastic movie sequels to discuss today. What are some of the best? Josh, what are some of your favorite movie sequels of all time that are either on par or even better than their predecessors? Um, right off I the will, bat- however, put a caveat on this. It can okay. only be a direct sequel, like the next installment. So not like a th- episode three or four or seven. It has to be the one immediately following the original. Okay. Um, so then definitely How to Train Your Dragon 2. I would say the second one is, in my opinion, better than the first one, but not by much. Like I, I it's, all, uh, it's always hard to talk about which one is better because the first one is so good, and then the next one just amps everything up. Um, let's see. Are we trying to stick, uh, stay away from horror, or like because we always go there, any, or are we just trying any to, sequel that's like the next all. in the series is fair game horror superheroes okay. dramas action movies. It's all fair okay. game here. Oh, uh, John Wick 2. Oh, I um, thought about John Wick 2. Obviously. I think I like John Wick 2 better than the first one just because of the expansion oh, of I think the so lore. Too. Yes. Uh, let's see. What else we got? Um, I actually have one that surpasses John Wick 2 for me personally in terms of best action sequels of all time. Of which one? I'm sorry? Of best action sequels of all time. Oh, yeah. Totally. I, um, I think we're on the same page here. What do you think it I is? I think so, too. Um, I don't know, because a bunch of martial arts... I watch a lot of martial arts it's movies. It's not a martial so. arts movie. Uh, you said action, right? Yeah. Are we going to talk about Die Hard 2? No! God, no. Oh. The first one's so much better. Okay, well, we can fight over that later. No, the best action movie ever made. T2. I hate you. Why? Because it was so obvious you missed it? No, because I do not like the Terminator series. What? At all. I do not like at all. Not even T2. (laughs) No. The groundbreaking epic that it is. That's fine. But, like, you're talking, like, I, I don't know what it is. I just, I don't like it. But then again, yeah. You could be wrong, but whatever. I mean, I'm usually wrong, and that's okay. But that's the best part about movies is I can easily be wrong. (laughs) Yeah. What did you think I was talking about, though, with best action sequels? What did you think was uh, better than John Wick 2? uh, I mean, The Raid 2 is fantastic. Um, That is true. Yes. (laughs) But uh, And then the sequel to that, Judge Dredd. Oh, well, we never, we don't have a sequel to Judge Dredd. Well, Dredd, I mean, not Judge Dredd. That's the law. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I was like, we don't, we don't have a sequel. What are you talking about? Oh, uh, um, yeah. 
definitely um absolutely uh jeez man i lost my train of thought i landed on my head a couple times today um <laughs> well, well what, okay so for after terminator outside of that one because we disagree obviously um what what are other what, other sequels that you think are really good well i have a whole like sub genre of just superhero um sequels because some of those i think are some of the best in the genre but i don't want to get to that quite yet um for me i gotta go with one i know it's controversial but i actually like this one more than the original and that's back to the future part two okay i like part two more than part one Okay, I mean that's fair. I I like part one, but it's never been one. I, I've back to the uh, what is it? Back to the Future has never been one of my favorite series. So what I, I'm not do really you attacked. like, man? I I don't know what it is. It's not like it's a good movie. I just I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't it doesn't get itch my uh, scratch my itch. You know what I mean? I don't know. I. I... I don't need Back to the Future to scratch any of your itches, man. That's oddly specific. No, it's my story itch. My story itch. I hate you. Your stitch? Let's get out of here. Speaking of sequels. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Stitch had way too many sequels. But thankfully, they're all directed to DVD, so they don't count. uh, Um, I know, but the second one isn't bad. Whatever. It's true. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I like how we're having this conversation about if you're like, hey, man, Terminator 2 is fantastic. Back to the Sto- Future 2 was fantastic. I'm like, yeah, but how about Lilo and Stitch 2? You mean Leroy and Stitch? <laughs> okay, so this one is going to sound weird, but I have one sequel that is the definition of what a sequel should do. It elevated, frankly, a dead franchise at the time. And it's honestly a huge influence on me. Like, I don't go back and rewatch this movie a ton, but I remember watching this freshman year of college, and after watching this movie, I was like, I need something in my life. I don't know what the rest of my life I'm going to do, but it's going to be something movie-related. And oddly enough, this movie is Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan. Really? Yep. So... Are you saying that you like the original Wrath of Khan better than Into Darkness? Absolutely. Te- really? Okay. Granted, the effects don't hold up and William Shatner is still in the movie, but I don't know. Something about it. As someone that didn't watch Star Trek growing up uh, because Star Wars is better, um, I really liked Wrath of Khan, and it was something about that that made me just click of... You like movies. Why don't you make something of that with the rest of your life? Um, and so it's just like, uh, I, I guess I could. Never really thought about it. Just because college is like, you could do whatever. I want to do movies. And no one told me no. So. Yeah. Fair enough. So that was just kind of, oh. But yeah, I really liked Wrath of Khan. And considering how god-awful Star Trek the motion picture it was, the franchise really needed Wrath of Khan. And Wrath of Khan is awesome. Into Darkness is really good. Honorable mention. I like it. It's my favorite of the new Star Treks, but in terms of overall Star Trek films that have ever come out, I think Wrath of Khan is my favorite and probably always will be. I really, really enjoy that one quite a bit. Fair enough. Um, all right, I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a very controversial one. 
Because, you know, I'm already being, I'm already on that weird side of the line anyway. Don't say Anchorman uh, 2. Yeah. Why? Why would I pick a dumpster fire over a diamond? Come on, man. Um, so. Uh oh. I kind of enjoy The Amazing Spider Man 2 more than the first one. Oh, boy. Um, no. And a part of that is. Jamie Foxx's um, his, his performance. Uh, I just look, dude. I don't know what it is. I have more fun with that movie than I do than the first one, and I don't know why that is. Because the first one is, in my opinion, the better of the, of the post or sorry pre Homecoming Spider Man's. Oh, we'll get to that. In a little bit. But, so, I... But, I, for some reason, I enjoy the second one more. You like seeing Jamie Foxx pretend he's Jim Carrey's Riddler? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think Amazing Spider-Man 2 is the worst Spider-Man movie we've gotten so far. I think it's worse than Spider-Man 3. By far. But... You can have your opinions. I don't know about that. I wouldn't go that far. Go back and watch Spider-Man 3. It's not as bad as people make it out to be. It really isn't. Take out anything with Venom, like in the last third, and make Sandman your main villain, and it's just like the other two. It's actually not that bad. That's fair. It's I mean, very much... People fair, seem to think I, it's this awful movie. It's it, If you watch them back-to-back -back with the first two, it more or less feels exactly like those first two. Well, and from what I heard, Remy wanted to do that. He wanted to make Sandman the main villain. And the, yeah. the studio was like, no, Venom. Yeah, he was so, forced to put Venom in there. Exactly. So I guess then be, our natural progression here is that we would have to talk about Spider-Man 2. Yes, Spider-Man 2 is on my list. Spider-Man 2 is still one of the best superhero movies ever made. I don't know about that. I, There's a top five. And to me, I have a, quite a few um, sequels, actually, in my top five superhero movies of all time. Spider-Man 2 is in there. I think now it's probably the second best Spider-Man movie. Maybe even the third best if you want to throw Into the Spider-Verse in there. I'd still probably go Homecoming, Spider-Verse, Spider-Man 2. But I love Spider-Man 2 mainly because of Doc Ock. And I remember just as a kid, Spider-Man 2 was this huge deal. He was on Lunchboxes. Lunchables had those little, like, lithograph cars that, like, moved. You can collect all six. I remember Spider-Man yeah. Spider 2 was a huge deal. And it to me, it still holds up. The first Spider-Man does not hold up particularly well. Uh, but the second one does, I think. I don't know. Um, my biggest issue with with uh two is i don't know i doc ock doesn't do it for me i guess and and i don't know why that is and then again this is just you know my opinion uh something doesn't make sense about his character to me and i i i, I'm, I pr probably need to just go back and rewatch them because in general i i watch more amazing spider-man and more than i do the toby Maguire ones maybe mainly because i hate toby I don't 
fault you there. I'm not a Tobey Maguire fan either. But um, but yeah. Uh, so we're talking about great sequels, right? And since you've 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 brought in some older ones that that maybe I have not really agreed with. But how do you feel about Aliens, the sequel to Alien? I like how drastically different it is from the first one, yet it's still good. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It moved from I, horror I, to action, but it did it successfully. And I don't think, as much as I hate James Cameron, because he's such a cocky, arrogant SOB, he can make good action movies when he wants to. Oh, absolutely. And then I he think, can make Avatar 2, which admittedly made a lot of money, but it's still crap. Yes. I think that uh, the, the, it, it, it didn't feel like, like, oh, well, you know, horror was fine. Let's do an action movie now. It felt like a natural progression. It didn't, mm-hmm. it, 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 it felt like, oh, well, you know, now that there's this alien, now we got to actually fight it. Um, so sticking with this theme then of older movies, how do you, have you seen the Mad Max movies? I have. The, Ro- the Road Warrior. So Mad Max um, 2. Road Warrior is the first one, dude. No, it's not. Yeah, the it is. One, no, the, the first one is Mad Max. Road Warrior is the second one. Third one is Thunderdome. No, I thought Road Warrior was the first one. No, it's just straight Mad Max. I thought anyway. I'm too lazy to look it up right now. Yeah, but regardless, well, you know what? Screw Road Warrior, Thunderdome. (laughs) Really? I love Thunderdome. Leave me alone. Also, Thunderdome doesn't count because it's the third one. It's still a sequel. We said just direct second ones. Uh, Fine. Which is why I can't include a lot of my horror sequels because admittedly direct sequels, unless it's like Annabelle Creation... Or Ouija, um, was it Day of Evil was the second Ouija? Yeah, I think so. Origin of Evil, there we go. There we go. The second Ouija was fantastic. It was not okay how good it was. Yep. Horror can be hit or miss for sequels. Um, you got older ones like Rocky 2, but I think some other Rocky sequels are better. To me, though, they're single-handedly... Because I'm biased and this movie affected my life in a big way of making me more passionate about movies than any other movie has ever come out and probably ever will come out because this one made me want to know everything about movies in general. Um, The greatest movie sequel in my mind will always be The Dark Knight. Interesting. Oh, that's not the answer I was expecting. Oh no, it's a fantastic sequel. I mean, I've always I'll always have my gripes with the Dark Knights trilogy. Really? Um, oh yeah. Uh but the Dark Knight is definitely the strongest of the three, and it is the most compelling movie of the three. Um I think it's it's I agree it's well shot. I agree that the villain is fantastic. You know, it just you know, if only you had a hero that's as charismatic. Wow, you don't like Christian Bale's Batman. Oh no, I have never liked Christian Bale's Batman. 
I think this is the first I'm hearing of this. Like, you hadn't heard my Brad Bird Superman. I don't think I've ever heard your disdain for Christian Bale's Batman. No, no, I, I do not. I think he's wooden and boring, and I don't even have to mention the voice. I, okay. I don't... Suck it I understand up and blame post. someone else because in Batman wasn't his fault. It was Christopher Nolan, so... That's fine, but he's still got... That's still his performance. And no, I actually. What? Christopher Nolan tweaked it in post-production. Really? Uh-huh. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I know he did the voice in post, but like his whole performance in general? Okay, okay. With the yeah. weird, like, leaving your lip open while you talk? Yeah. I. He just... He doesn't do it for me. He's the way that he moves in the suit. And you know what? Maybe it was the suit that they built him. Regardless, I don't like him as a Batman. I, He's not bad as a Bruce Wayne. I kind of like him as Bruce Wayne. But I, he's just not a good Batman. And then when you put him up against, in my opinion, a legendary performance by Heath Ledger, it's really hard to sit there and go, wow, I can, I'm really going to root for my hero, even though, like, I am begging for another Joker Joker scene. Yeah. I love The Dark Knight, and I always will. Um, there's a couple other superhero sequels, though, that I think, I think are more, like, Dark Knight is great, but Batman Begins before it was great. So the jump up in terms of quality wasn't that drastic, like Dark Knight is on a whole other level than Batman Begins, but it's not like a jumping from maybe a five to a ten. Some other yeah, ones, absolutely. superhero sequels, to me, take that five to ten. Namely, the original Superman movie, Superman 2. I love that one so much more than Superman, the original movie. Oh, I agree. But then again, like, it, I think a part of that is they didn't know what they had in the first one. I, I can watch it. Not a lot happens in Superman, the motion picture. Oh, no, not a lot happens because I don't think they quite knew. How, I mean, to be fair, this has always been the story of Superman. They they didn't quite know what story to tell with him or how to handle him as a character. True. But for, but for whatever reason, I yeah, no, I agree. Super uh, Superman 2 is it's a drastic change in it, 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 it. I would dare say historic for that and character. Of the so I hate to say this. Well, I'll, I'll put a little caveat on it. I think Superman two, unfortunately is the last time a Superman movie has been universally beloved. Cause as much as we both love man of steel, it had some critical divide. Batman v Superman is dumpster fire and was even less critically received. Just like as much as we both liked it. People, so wow. that was probably the last like universally positively received. However, I don't think Superman Two is the best Superman movie, but I have a whole separate video on that one where I yeah, it's Superman doesn't have his best movie yet. I think there's some other character that has a better Superman movie than he does, but let's not get into that today. Yeah. There is one other superhero movie though that I think is the greatest example of stepping up from its predecessor to taking it to a whole new ball game. I don't know if you'll be able to guess this one though, Josh, but give me, give me a couple guesses which one you think I'm going to go with. Well, I don't, I'm not sure, but I, to me, 
uh, a superhero movie of recent years that it took a, up to a whole nother level was uh, The Winter Soldier. Yes! That is exactly what I was going with. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Because, like, the first the first cap, I was like, all right, that was fun, I guess. I mean, whatever. But the site, like, Winter Soldier happened, and God, man, I want... I wanted to restart the movie and watch it all over again. Seriously, I knew I was going to love Winter Soldier from the very first scene when they um, are more or less doing that covert ops mission to get some S.H.I.E.L.D. agents back. I was like, what is what is this? Captain America just yeah. became Jason Bourne? Yeah, it was so cool. Everything about that is that movie is fantastic. And To this day, honestly, Winter Soldier is still my favorite MCU movie. Yeah. I agree, and but I mean, on my side of the fence, it's not like it's it's that hard to make a better movie. Okay, okay, but, calm no, thy I'm Marvel saying, hate. Nah, I mean, I'm saying the bar was low. I, okay. I mean, up until that point, up until that point, yeah, for for Marvel sequels. Well, the only Marvel sequel besides that so far was Iron Man Two, I think. Uh, I think uh, I'd have to. Double maybe check Iron Man three. I can't remember if that had come out yet. Maybe, but I think uh, it had. I think, well, I, I can't remember if Dark World had come out yet. No, it hadn't. Would that come out after? I think so. Uh, if anything, it was close. Yeah, I just remember Guardians and and Winter Soldier came out the same year. Which Winter Soldier, I had zero expectations for. I liked but didn't love the first Captain America, and also. Captain America wasn't really my favorite character in oh. Captain America or in Avengers. I thought he was just kind of fine. But after Winter Soldier, he became my favorite Avenger. And it was a fantastic movie. It was exactly what he needed. And I still say that Superman needs his own Winter Soldier-esque movie in more ways than one. Um, but that's that's a whole other argument for another day. I love Winter Soldier. It, it's the perfect example of taking an okay first movie and just elevating it to a whole other level, which I oh, yeah. I still don't think even Civil War was able to reach the heights that Winter Soldier did. Oh, no, I, I completely agree because Civil War in a lot of ways to me fell flat. And more, just, than, just, more than just being another, another... Winter Soldier was just more focused of a narrative, I thought. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of there's some big holes for me on Civil War that that it doesn't really like really like that. That's your villain's plan. All right. Yeah. So I have um, a couple others. Um, so normally when you hear comedy sequel, it's a dumpster fire. Yeah. However, not always. Okay, I'm waiting. 22 Jump Street. Oh, yes. I should have seen that coming. 22 Jump Street. I don't know if I like... I think I do like 22 Jump Street more than 21 Jump Street. Just for the captain's daughter scene. Yes. I died laughing in the theater when I saw that. I think I rolled out of my seat. I was laughing so hard. It's that that is definitely an example of a movie that le- knew what it was and didn't try to be anything else. Both of them, really, they knew what kind of movie it was going for, and it did did exactly that. Yeah, it it was hysterical. It 
it poked fun at the fact that it was repeating the exact same tropes as the first one, but then mixed certain things up so it didn't copy the first one. Yeah. I don't... I can't, Honestly, that may be the only good comedy sequel that I can think of. Off the top of my head, yeah, because Anchorman was not Man. good. It was... I mean, it's still quotable. I'll give it that. It's quotable. Really? But, you have a quote from Anchorman 2. Um... I'm blind. It's the scene. Uh, my brothers and I quote it all the time. Uh, it's the scene where he's um, he he's quote unquote gone blind, and he's like telling the story of how one time he he drank a whole bottle of ketchup before he realized it was ketchup because he thought it was like some kind of brandy or whatever. And they're all like, "But, but wouldn't you like know after?" Like one drink, and he's like, "How many times do I have to tell you I'm blind?" I don't know. I there's certain uh, certain little lines that at least, and maybe it's just because my brothers and I connected with it, and it was one of the few times that like all all five of us went and saw a movie, and just we all quote it. So maybe that I, I have a spe- it has a special place in my heart because for that reason. Hmm, fair enough. Um, do you, what other sequels do you have? Because I have one last really big one, but I want you to get a couple more in there before I wrap things up with the heavy Um, hitter for a last one. Fair enough. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest? Fair enough. I I think I still like the first one better, but Dead Man's Chest was the last gasp before things got real weird with The World's End. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I agree. I Um, I think we talked about Dead Man's Chest for our uh, best cliffhanger episode. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. Um, let's see what else. Uh, Lethal Weapon Two. Um, I I've, I've a, I don't know why, but I'm I'm attached to Lethal Weapons the the whole series. I really like and enjoy all of them. Um, that doesn't le- surprise me. Lethal Weapon seems like your type of movie. It really is. It, like I I have never been quiet about like you as love an from actor. Mark Gibson? I have to always say as an actor, I enjoy Mel Gibson <laughs> as a person. Let's not go there. No, he's he's a, he's a he is the definition of a dumpster fire. But, <laughs> um, and I'm going to say this because I think you're leading to it because I know us. But I'm going to throw in one more before I say before I go where. Actually, two more. Why not? Uh, two towers, Lord of the Rings. Fair um, enough. I think it, it it obviously it amps up it, it ups the ante from the Fellowship. Um, Indiana Jones Temple of Doom. Ugh, I'm gonna disagree with you on that one. <laughs> That's fair. That's however, fine. fun fact: Temple of Doom is the reason why we have PG-13. That, uh, yeah, I believe it. Um, but I would be surprised if we got through a discussion about sequels and did not talk about Empire Strikes Back. That's where I was going for my last one. Oh, absolutely. Because, t- I mean, I know us. It is, and it is in universally considered, in my opinion, at least, th- one of the best sequels of all time. It is the sequel that all other sequels, more or less, are compared to. Like, it, it is, it set the standard of your sequel is your dark one, the your middle trilogy is your dark one. It's your empire. It literally is the phrase. It's your Empire Strikes Back of the series. People still compare their sequels to Empire Strikes Back to this day. Yes. And I mean, a lot of that is because 
it does it does up the up the ante. It does when Empire Strikes Back, it leaves you with a a sense of I I don't know where we go from here. Not like oh I don't know what we're gonna do after this. It's uh, there's no way our heroes can make it out of this. Like this is a really tough time for them. And to be fair, like it's not like this style of storytelling was new at all. Like this is traditionally how you tell a story. You got to put your heroes through something. You got to put them, give them, give them some heat before you can get, let them have their comeback. Yeah. Some Mm -hmm. wrestling terms there. It's, I think what makes empire strike back stand out so much is it took the characters from the first one and, Grew them up. It matured them. It didn't repeat the same story beats in the first one. You have, if you look at the characters at the end of Empire, they're definitely not the same characters that they were in A New Hope, and that's a sign of good evolution of good character development. Of, but also it has that fantastic cliffhanger of is Han dead? Is Luke all right after just losing his hand and finding out a big family reveal? Um. Lando's there for some reason wearing Han's clothes. That still bothers me to this day. Yeah. Well, it's, I, but to your point, though, the characters aren't – if you watch A New Hope, and maybe this is why we it's universally felt that the original three are the best is because the characters you see in A New Hope – are not the same characters you see in Return of the Jedi. They've gone through some stuff. They've changed. They've evolved into bigger characters. And that is what you need from characters in a movie. You need growth. You need evolution. You need character development. That's why we tell stories, is to see this is what the character is at the beginning. How does their story Change them as individuals, and Empire Absolutely. Strikes Back does that so well. A scene like Empire Strikes Back had that scene on Dagobah that I'd never understood as a kid, where Luke goes into the cave. Now I love it. I love that scene so much. Oh yeah, and really thinking about it, it, it to me, if I'm going to personally rank sequels, it's definitely Empire Strikes Back up there at the top, but definitely How to Train Your Dragon two right after that. Because really? for, the, for the for the same reasons, uh, the Empire Strikes Back is a fantastic sequel. Because everything that Empire Strikes Back does, How to Train Your Dragon Two does. It takes things to the next level. It puts your main hero through some dark stuff. And the only other cap, the only you know uh, difference definitely is that How to Train Your Dragon is a kids movie and it has to end on a good note. Um, yeah. But I mean, if you haven't seen it, definitely. But there's, and you, I think if you'll see what I'm talking about, because this the hiccup that we have at the beginning, of, at the beginning of the first one, and the end of the second one is not the same hiccup. And that's He's good. You want oh, that absolutely. Growth. You want that development. Exactly. Now, will we see that growth and that development in Anna Elsa? Elsa, Kristoff, Olaf, Sven, and the rest of the gang in Frozen 2. We'll just have to wait and see if it joins the pantheon of all-time great movie sequels. Well, what do you guys think? What are some of your all-time favorite movie sequels? Let us know. We love hearing from you guys. Um, And as always, if you like what you hear and you want to hear more, 
subscribe to us on whatever audio platform you're listening to us on, whether that be YouTube, Google Play, iTunes, etc. And as always, stay sharp, movie guys and gals. <laughs>